You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Eagles marched into Lambeau Field and ran out of there with a 34-27 victory over the Packers with an emphasis on the word run. The Hall of Famer Ray Dininger joining me this morning. Ray, thank you for coming on. What were your main takes from last night's win? Um, wow, there's so many of them. Um, but I, I, I really do think this was, this game was all about the red zone. Uh, the Eagles were really good in there. Uh, the official stats give them four for four, that they had four red zone possessions and scored four touchdowns. I would say five for five because the, uh, the 20 yard pass to, to Howard was a 20 yard pass. So technically to me, that was a red zone play. So I think that they were five for five scoring touchdowns in the red zone. And on the other side of it, uh, you have the Green Bay Packers got in the red zone seven times uh, and only scored three touchdowns. Eagles turned them away four times, and of course twice on big goal line stands in the fourth quarter. Normally, normally you give Aaron Rodgers seven red zone possessions in the course of a game, he's going to blow you out most of the time. And look, he put up big numbers and and all of that, but in the end, when the Eagles had him, when the plays had to be made, the Eagles made them. How much did Alshon Jeffrey coming back help in that department? And I guess help in the running game, which the Eagles had 176 yards in the running game last night. Yeah, definitely, getting him back definitely helps. I mean, you can see that uh, Carson Wentz has a lot of confidence in him. And early in the game when they needed a big play, they went to Jeffrey and he got him a touchdown and really kind of got the, got the team rolling a little bit. So having him back was a big help. But I'll tell you, having Dallas Goddard back full strength, I mean, he played last week, but it was obvious to me he wasn't anywhere close to 100%. Uh, he looked much better last night, and being able to have him pretty much for the full game and play him a, many, a lot of the snaps and go with that two tight end formation, what they call 12 personnel, uh, really was a key element in getting that running game going. And that was that was one of the real, I thought, one of the real smart things that Doug Peterson did. I, I know he's never going to be confused with Woody Hayes and running the football. That's just not the way he chooses to play. But if you looked at the Green Bay Packers uh, and how they got to 3-0, and um, they're a team that, on defense, they want to rush the passer, they want to get sacks, they want to get takeaways. And their weakness is stopping the run. I mean, they were giving up almost five yards a carry through the three games, even though they won them. And I think that Doug Peterson just looked at it and said, you know what, nah, let's, let's just go, let, let's, just, let's just keep it simple, keep it basic, let's just go with the two tight ends and run the ball, because we can run the ball successfully on these guys. And they did. I mean, they actually ran the ball more than they threw it in this game, and got 176 yards on the ground and averaged over five yards a ca- uh, carry. So, um, I mean, there were many, many aspects to this game, but I think the Eagles' ability to win and their willingness to run is, is really what, what made the difference. And Carson Wentz still had good numbers despite the fact that, that he threw the ball 27 times compared to 33 rushing attempts for the Eagles. How would you grade his performance last night? Very good. Uh, I, I thought that he handled it really well. I mean, he... Uh, and the running game helped him tremendously. I mean, you, you look at through through the first three games, I mean, he had been sacked seven times. He had been hit and knocked down like something like 18 or 19 times. Um, last night was a relatively easy night for him. He didn't get sacked at all. They only had two or three hits on him in the pocket, uh, and he just ran the offense. And, and the second half of the game, I mean, the Eagles really had complete control of the line of scrimmage, and they really forced Green Bay to back off on their blitzes and, 
Um, I, they were very tough. Green Bay is a very tough defense for a quarterback to play against because they disguise so many things. It's, you get up to the line of scrimmage, and I know Carson Wentz is normally really good at the pre-snap read. He gets up at the line of scrimmage, and he surveys the defense, and, and he makes some really good adjustments there once he feels what the defense is going to do. And Green Bay makes that very hard with the way they move their personnel around. I mean, they fake a lot of stuff. They make you think they're blitzing, and then they drop out. And I thought one of the things that Wentz did last night was really good was his ability to see exactly what the defense was, anticipate their changes, and then come in with the right play. And the fact that the Eagles were able to run it right at them and control the ball on the ground really did simplify that thought process. Ray, I, I, I know you picked them to lose. Uh, I picked them to lose a lot worse. I picked them to lose by um, by two touchdowns. And and with the way the first quarter was going, I was thinking that I was going to be right in that regard, of course, they came back after falling behind ten nothing. What right. do you what do you think the turning point last night was? Miles Sanders' kickoff return. Uh, I really think that was a, a huge play in this game. Um, the Eagles were down ten nothing, uh, and uh, it, it really did look like Green Bay was in control of the game. The Eagles hadn't really been able to do much with their first couple possessions. You know, Green Bay gets you know they take it down, they score a touchdown right away. Uh, then they take it down the field again and kick a field goal. And it really looks like Green Bay's in control. Uh, and then the, the kickoff, Miles Sanders takes it and breaks it for big yardage, gives the Eagles the ball on the other side of the 50, and it really jump-started the offense. And the Eagles took it in and scored from a, scored there on a touchdown, and that got them back in the game. It also got Miles Sanders back in the game. I mean, he uh, when you watched him play after that, he just looked he, he looked just a lot more confident. He was willing to run the ball between the tackles. He wasn't he didn't look as skittish about trying to run outside all the time. I mean, the Eagles' game plan offensively was just to run right at these guys, and Sanders took it up between the tackles real hard and finished 11 rushes for 72 yards, six and a half yards a pop. That's by far his best performance of the season, and it really all started with that kickoff return. I mean, it it jump-started the Eagles, but it also jump-started him. Ben, but don't break, Ray, was the theme of the defense last night, giving up nearly 500 yards to the Packers. But as you mentioned earlier, the, you know, the Packers were three for seven in red zone situations when it came to touchdowns. And the Eagles made some really huge plays, whether it was the strip sack of Aaron Rodgers or the, uh, the goal line stand or at the very end, the Nigel Bradham interception off the Craig James tip. So they made huge plays. But how much should people be concerned about the defense going forward, especially considering the injuries a cornerback. Fortunately, Avante Maddox was moving his extremities, but still there's uncertainty with his availability going forward as well as Cindy Jones. How concerned should people be about the defense? No, it's a concern. I mean, just in terms of the manpower. I mean, you're, I mean they were thin at that position anyway, and now you know, Avante Maddox gets hurt, and thank, thank goodness it doesn't seem to be that serious, but I mean, I don't know when he's going to be back. Um, it'll be great to get him back for the Jets game, and they have a little extra time now because we're playing on Thursday night, but no guarantee about that. Uh, you know, and Ronald Darby looks like he's not going to be back for a while. So, I mean, he got in a situation last night where you're, at the end of the game you're staring down a Hall of Fame quarterback, and you've got a guy like Craig James who literally is, like, just off the practice squad on the field playing snaps in the red zone against Aaron Rodgers, and you manage to survive? Oh, my goodness. But... um yeah, this this is but you know, Dave, this this is the kind of defense that they played the year they won the Super Bowl. I mean, they were giving up tons of yardage all that year too. Statistically, their defense wasn't that good except in one area. They were really good in the red zone. I mean, they would give up yardage in the middle of the field and they gave up passing yardage all over the field. But when teams got inside the 20, the defense Schwartz's defense was really good at stopping them in there and holding them to field goals. And 
that was kind of the same recipe you had here. The one thing that I would really take away from this, number one, is the injury factor. They are very thin in the secondary right now. And depending on Maddox's condition, they may have to go out and try and find themselves another cornerback to keep going. And then the other, and then just the other part of it are the penalties on defense. Way too many penalties on defense. I mean, they had last night. They gave they gave Green Bay eight first downs by penalty. And you just can't continue to hand the ball to Aaron Rodgers to give him a fresh set of downs. I mean, you're, I mean, they got away with it last night, but week after week in the NFL, that will generally get you beat. And I know as good as the team felt coming back from Green Bay after that game. When the coaches sit down with the players next week and start preparing for the next game, they're going to talk a lot about cutting down on the penalties because that's that's not something you can live with. I got a question about the rest, Ray, but I'm going to follow up real quick on the cornerback situation. Would you trade for Jalen Ramsey of the Jaguars? Uh, I would, depending on what the price is. Uh, I know Seth Joyner and I have discussed this. He's not a Jalen Ramsey guy. Uh, he's, he views him as a, um, uh, a guy who's disruptive. Uh, a guy who's a me-first kind of player, not a real team guy. And we all know that on this Eagles team, the culture of the locker room and the chemistry of the team is very important. And so you have to be mindful of that. And, you know, this guy is going to walk in the door and he's going to demand a lot of money and he's going to demand a lot of attention. And, you know, how are you going to handle that part of it? Uh, That's Seth's concern. And I understand that. But I also understand that, to me, Jalen Ramsey right now is one of the top three cornerbacks in football. And, uh, if he's gettable, I'm certainly in the discussion. Now, it depends on what you have to give up for him. Would I give up a first-round draft pick for him? Sure, I would. Because if you're, the, you're looking at the Eagles, you're looking at a team that has a chance to be a final three team. Well, that means that that draft pick is going to be way down. It's going to be 30, 31, or 32. And Wilbur Jalen Ramsey has already proven that he's worth more than that. So if it's that and a player, if it's that and, say, Sidney Jones, who's guy that had a lot of promise, but has trouble staying on the field. If that's the deal on the table, yeah, I would take it. And, and one more, Ray, on, on the uh, penalties. Yeah, you mentioned how the defense has to be more disciplined, especially when giving up penalties for first downs. But it felt like, at least from my point, and I was listening to, to Merrill and Mike on the radio, and, the, and they were often complaining about it, it felt like the referees were probably a little bit too liberal with their flags last night, and it kind of messed up the flow of the game, a little too ticky-tack. What was your observation on that? Uh, I, I would agree with that, but also on the other side of it was there were a couple plays, pass interference plays, that were challenged, one by Doug Peterson and one by Matt LaFleur, the Packers coach, and this new system that has been built in where you can actually challenge pass interference and, and get the call reviewed you look at the two plays on replay, to me, they're, I, you know, they're pass interference. You know, I mean, I, I, I was amazed that, that they, they upheld the decision on the field and didn't, and didn't overturn the decision. I mean, if you're, going to, if you're going to change the rule to the extent where you're going to be able to challenge it and you're going to be able to review these plays to pass interference, if it's there, call it. I mean, if you, build, if you put this system in and you're going to review the plays and you're still not going to correct the mistake, then what's the system there for in the first place? So yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought they they over officiated the game to some degree, uh, but this this challenging of the of the uh, defensive PI call is one of these. I think it's going to be an ongoing problem this whole season. I, I'm, from what I've seen so far, they haven't figured it out, and I'm not sure they're going to. Agree with you on that, Ray. Thank you for the time as always. I'll talk to you next Friday when the Eagles are getting ready to take on the New York Jets. Sounds like fun. Talk to you then, David. Take care, Ray. Hall of Famer Ray Dininger of WIP and NBC Sports, Philadelphia. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.